it's your boy Fred from What's Happening. I'm just seeing if you checked out Patreon yet. Ad free podcast, full video episodes, unedited content, exclusive merchandise discounts, early access to merchandise, vote, partake in community polls, and inspire content, access private chat, and middle on one bonus episode. What you waiting for? Tap in on Patreon. Welcome to What's Happening, I'm Brad. I'm Fred. Shall we talk about what's happening? What's happening with you, bro? Shit, bro, I just came off of back-to-back nights. Got two dubs. Okay. Uh, powerful message. But other than that, just chilling. Same old, same old. Powerful message, what do you mean? Uh, This second game... The coach of the team, um, she won state at her high school um, her senior year. Her junior year, she made it to the Final Four. Her sophomore year, she made it to the Elite Eight. And her freshman year, she made it to the Sweet 16. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, Region champs, of course, for like four or five years, something like that. Because uh, I believe she played in eighth grade too at the varsity level. So, um, went off to play at UK, um, ended up switching to WKU her senior year. And I mean, just the message she gave to the kids, you know, it was, it was touching. Like, I've heard a lot of messages from, ex-players and you know um, just different type of players of the game I've heard them personally and I've also you know saying seen messages just like on the internet or whatnot when you're watching stuff and I mean this one probably it probably like resonated on many levels just with things that I personally knew or you know what I'm saying? Things that you've seen other people go through or knowing that they'll be going through, like, especially when it comes to coaching. And I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Like, you know, but one of the biggest things he said, she said, make sure you keep God first. You know what I mean? Through it all and, and know who you are. So, you know, it was just, it was deep though. But I ain't gonna hold it up. What's good with you? Man, I'm over here. Uh, I'm chilling. I had a uh, had, had a long work day. Ended up being kind of busy, but it was cool. But you know what I'm saying? Got up early. Got that got that good cardio in today, so that felt good. Came home, kicked it with a little homie. You know, Royal Rumble. It's my nerd weekend. Um, you know, yesterday. So we're recording on Saturday for the listeners. So Friday. Gold not finally dropped. So I was playing that. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, today's the Royal Rumble. Tomorrow was Championship Sunday, man. So but I'm off tomorrow. So it's a cool, it's a cool little weekend on the personal side. Was they taxing uh, on the Royal Rumble? Or, I mean, on the um, on the 007? Or was they taxing? What do you mean? Like getting the cost, or was it free? Oh, it's with Game Pass. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so hey, Microsoft, I need to check, bro. You gotta be out here promoting them. <laughs> I don't have you doing anything. You did that willingly. <laughs> you asked the question, I answered it, fool. We in this together. <laughs> if you ain't bring it up, we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it, but I ain't bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, let's get into it. Y'all see the title of the show? Everybody know what's happened. It's been all over the social media, all over the news. Uh, Memphis, where my family is, where my mom is, where my grandmother is. I got a ton of cousins down there. My aunties are down there. And uh, that was where um, Tyree Nichols was was, uh, murdered at the hands of the police officers. Five of them. Did you get a chance to watch the video? I purposefully waited to watch the video. I wasn't going to watch it at all. Because I hate watching that stuff. But I felt like I just had to. Especially with us talking about it. When did you watch it? When did I watch it? Yeah, since you said you purposely waited. Oh, I did say that. I'm sorry. Um, shortly before we recorded. Okay. Um, tell me your thoughts. Tell me what you're thinking. How you feel, and take the time you need to take to to explain it. Well, why? I think I'm more overly shocked that it was our own people. Okay. You know. Explain that. Well, in the black community, um, in the black culture, I get we're known not to fuck with the police. You know what I mean? And I, that's not everybody, you know what I mean? But for the vast majority, that's the MO, quote unquote, you know, um, that black people don't fuck with the police. We rather police ourselves, our, our own people, than to quote unquote snitch, you know, or what have you. But I feel like. Now, before I say this, don't get me wrong, like, far as I know on a national incident, this is the first, you know what I'm saying, black on black crime dealing with the police. And I could be wrong, but on a national level, you know what I'm saying, since I've been alive, I don't know of too many or many. Most times we're talking about a white on black situation, you know what I mean? Um, but to say that is to say you almost feel that when you see your people on the police force i'm sure it's of one of two reasons if not both and it could be more but this is just me speculating one first and foremost we always got to feed a family 
Job security is definitely going to be there. You know what I mean? And if you're a minority in the police force, it's definitely there. Now, I don't know the inner works of the police force, so I don't know how bad it could be on Black people in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Working in the police force. But the second reason of joining the police force is because we know how our communities is policed. We know how we are treated generally when being pulled over or what have you. We should want to make a difference. And that would be the reason of joining is that to try to help more black people, you know, not be mistreated in simple um, stops, you know, or what, what have you or encounters with the police. Um, damn, it's crazy that we're talking about this. And I just looked over and my other screen is playing this actual body cam footage, like literally right now. Wow. Um, but you know, you, you want to try to change those encounters and, you know, make it to be more pleasant for our people. And, you know, I'm not saying that our people break the law but necessarily they're not getting tickets and whatnot to the same level of, you know, white people. You know what I'm saying? And, and I said it to say like in situations where most times the officer would just let a person go or not really, you know what I'm saying, make a big deal out of certain situations, they would do the same in return for their people. You know what I mean? Um, but I also say in the incident situation, from what I've seen in the video, it started off in the wrong manner. When he got pulled over and the officer wanted him out of the car, and it may be just the way they cut in this video footage, I didn't get to see the full 67 minute video that this area is with multiple angles, you know what I'm saying, from the different cams. I was just getting the scene, the editing, chop versions that the different news outlets and whatever, you know, people have been able to get their hands on. Right. I, but they said that there's like a 67 minute video. Um, the way he was pulled out of his car, unless Somebody's been wanted for murder, you know, officer pulls up and, you know, the situation is just crazy. I've never seen anybody snatched up out their car in that manner for just a simple stop. Even if you feel like he was intoxicated, under influence, whatever, I ain't even seen a DUI stop. I ain't never seen the officer pull you out your car in that type of manner to, to do a sobriety test. Because, I mean, if he was getting out of his car or you needed him out of his car for whatever reason that you felt like he had to come up out the car, why did it start with you opening his door and snatching him with two hands and yanking him out the car? And then, okay. Someone say, well, he wasn't cooperating, he ran. 
But to start a situation off in that manner, in the times we live in today, I might have been a little scared too and ran. Was he wrong for running? Yeah. But once they got him, and they caught up to him and tackled him and, you know, on the ground or what have you, and they're trying to, I guess, quote unquote, get him to comply. But in numerous situations, you see where people are not complying, they use force and they use different measures. At what point was somebody going to get on his back, put a knee in his back and grab his arms and pin him, put one cuff on one arm while trying to catch the other arm and force it back to catch it to be able to stand him upright and get him in a vehicle, you know, to try to de-escalate the system situation and talk to him. Mm -hmm. They rolled this man over, pepper sprayed him umpteen times, you know what I mean? Got him back over on his chest, punched the crap out of him, grabbing his arm. I ain't even seen. I, they they pulled out their tasers. Thank God they didn't shoot him. They pulled out the tasers, but they didn't tase him. Far as I know, if they did, you know, at, for what? I mean, like, what? At what point was all the rest necessary? You don't have one cuff on this man. Not elastic strap, anything to say we're trying to detain him. Essentially, y'all just held him down and had a free fall until he was no longer able to fight and be combative. And then got the nerve to go to his mama house and ask her, do she know, you know what I'm saying, his condition and, and where he's at? And, and basically let her know that, hey, we just fucked your son up here in the hospital right now. But I think it hurts most to know it was our own people. <clears throat> But she gets to the hospital, and as she said on TV, they beat him to a pole. His nose, she said, was in an S shape, but if you look at the picture, his nose so damaged, I don't know if he'd been able to breathe through it anyway. Mm. He hooked the tubes and monitoring systems. And then, in the same token, they was fired from their job because they said that this was disgusting. This wasn't part of any practice, which is contradicting because I don't know who it was, but somebody said they don't see it might have been judge or whatever, but you know, don't see anything that they did necessarily wrong in what they did. And I'm just like, how? When they no, nah, I think 
I think you're talking about the guy, and I forget who it was. I, I always just saw it come across my screen, but he was saying that, like, it might not necessarily be second-degree murder. I think that's what you're talking about. Well, it's definitely going to be second-degree murder, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't premeditated, but they did it. But I know it was in that same that same video where you're talking about where he said he don't think it's second-degree murder, but, yeah, they I went just saw. I just saw a tweet saying that. That's what I was thinking. You might be saying. You might be. Well, it was there was a video that contained that. You know, what I'm saying explaining first degree and second degree, and you know, okay. saying the different scenarios. So that it was in that same video, but I can't really speak to exactly what it was because, you know, I ain't gonna sit here and act like I'm just gonna try to consume myself with it because of how disgusting it is, you know. But. Nonetheless, they lost their job. However, you know, what have you, they uh, assumed to be locked up because they all made bail. But my question is, how the hell you make bail in a situation like this? Because if this was five dudes on the street, they called themselves a gang and beat somebody like this, I bet you they wouldn't even have bail. Right. <sighs> so I've only watched a five minute video and I didn't watch the full five minutes. Um, and the part that I saw was not the part where he got pulled out of his car, but he was already out of the car and on the street. And in the clip that I saw was from NBC News, the guy was saying that this is the second part of the video. So, the first part of the video was already all of that stuff gone. Um, yeah, first thing that stuck out to me was the, I don't know if it's the first thing that stuck out, but first thing I want to point out is, you know, the Sky Cop, the cameras that they have. Now, me and you just talked about my mama and my family being in Memphis. And I've mentioned that plenty of times on this podcast. And I was just there for Thanksgiving to visit my family, right? Mm-hmm. Keep it a buck. While I was down there, I ran a red light. Guess what I got in the mail a couple weeks ago? A ticket. A ticket. The Sky Cop copies had my license plate in 4K. Michigan and the numbers, everything, right? And what's funny is, is that when I ran it, the way that that sky cop works is that, like, I saw the light flash. So it took Mm -hmm. a picture of me, right? And so the idea and the the view that I saw was from that sky cop cam, not the body camera. Um, The idea that the cops felt so bold to have the body cameras on and to be on the camera. And to do that is mind-blowing that they could be that bold. Because, you know, the thing is always, when we hear this stuff happening, usually there's no body camera. There's no, there's no evidence, you know. You know, hopefully, you know, there's a witness, with, like the George Floyd type deal, where there's somebody with a cell phone, you know what I'm saying, standing off in the distance recording that. 
like that's usually how we get to see this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, we don't usually see, or usually it's a cell phone video. It's the aftermath that we get to see. It was just weird to knowing that they know that the system is there, and they still felt so bold to to do that. You know, and then you mentioned that you know it being our people, it being black black police officers that that did this, and you know that's one of the solutions that people have been raising for years with the police brutality thing is that our police, our communities should be policed by people that look like us. And I've you never. Know what? Go ahead. I've never been one that's like anti-police. I've always been a big believer in reform. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, we talked about Biden, um, and I mentioned that the one thing that, you know, that I feel like people should be holding Biden accountable for is the police reform. And, like, th this action is going to be the catalyst that's going to really bring back life to the defund the police movement. But it's not going to be able to say, hey, we have the camera footage. It was black officers in a black community, in a black city. And still, I didn't say that it's going to happen. I said it's going to refuel the conversation. I'm already seeing it. I, I don't I don't see how that's gonna be a heavy conversation because right now and it's fun to say it like this. I know there's gonna be some white people that be like, hey, that's wrong, this shouldn't happen. The majority gonna be like, that's on them. That's they people in that situation in their area. They want us to mind our business. This was a tweet that I found, uh, Derricka Purnell on Twitter uh, says, all of the reforms failed at the same damn time. Black cops, body cameras, multiple cops on the scene, tasers instead of guns. So how is more reform the answer? Blacker cops? Even non-deadlier, non-deadly weapons? 10 cops instead of five? HD body cameras? Harder convictions? You know, just saying, like, all the stuff that's supposed to work even fail. And the idea is that, and not the idea, I should say, but it's going to be, that's going to be the conversation, is you're going to see way more protests and way more calls for defunding the police. Uh, I mean... It can, but at the same time, I don't like I don't see it sitting, you know what I'm saying, with the defund police because the thing is also it's a big understanding of when our people become police officers, there's a few good ones, but nine times out of ten, 
the ones that is, shoot, is dang near just as with, you know what I'm saying, the, the crooked white cops as, as we talk about. They they not, you know what I'm saying, like, like I said earlier, the idea behind black officers joining the force should be or we think would be those two things. But generally, they don't care just as much. You know what I mean? And, and they kind of fall in that scenario of they buy in to what it is that they're there for. It's almost somebody in the military that's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Y'all don't know no thugs. Y'all don't know what, you know what I'm saying, really being at war is just because y'all running around here playing fake gangsters, shooting at each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, or a, a military person like, you know, nah, I don't believe in folks should be able to smoke weed because they bought into that system where there's things that is not tolerated whatsoever. And, and it's it's the same way in the police situation, you know what I'm saying? And when you get those type of people, you know what I'm saying? It, it don't matter what type of training, you know what I'm saying? Defunding the police, the, you know what I'm saying? All the different reforms that you could think of, it doesn't change that they really not there for the greater purpose, you know what I'm saying? It, it, they're there for their own agenda, per se. You know, and the the other side to it, you know, with the whole uh, defund the police situation, I mean, how long you think that conversation is going to last and really hold up? Well, after the George Floyd thing, it really got cracking for about a good year. Uh, really a good year and a half. It didn't really quiet down until the 2021 uh, elections. You know, there's some states that have their state elections in that year you for example you y'all did it in kentucky i remember you did that when we did the uh, what's happening around you episode and virginia is a big one and uh virginia has a uh a weird rule where we talked about it before uh the governor cannot have consecutive terms um and so they have just elected like two consecutive Democratic governors, and then also uh, they had just uh, elected Biden, the state of Virginia elected Biden in 2021, and I'm sorry, 2020, and then in 2021, it flipped uh, and they elected a Republican governor, and pretty much at that point, you know, they ran on um, uh, Democrats trying to defund the police, and it was uh, once they lost that election, that's when it pretty much stopped. So it's been about a year and a half since I've heard any conversation around the, around the police, but it lasted for about a year and a half after uh, everything had happened with George Floyd. I mean, there were even some states that put different things on the ballot to try to, like, you know, de to literally um, end the police force and, and create some new things. 
Um, so I can see it lasting for a while. And the big thing that, that well, why it didn't really go down is because the Democratic Party is just super disorganized. And I can tell you that, like, when I heard defund the police, I heard it as, or rather, I understood it as um, moving the funds that go to the police force into other areas that could uh, better benefit those communities. But a lot of people didn't hear it that way. They just heard, let's just not have police anymore. Um, that message wasn't organized. So I'm not, well, it's not even happening right now. And that would be the thing. If it's going to be successful, it's going to be about organizing that message. Um, and whether or not that can happen, I mean, my answer is no, it can't happen. No. Um, but I think the conversation will begin to happen again. I mean, they can have the conversation or they won't, but I mean, it, there's other factors that's going to fall into place as well because with those people being free and with the situation at hand, they put their family in jeopardy. They've, you know, they put themselves in jeopardy and it, it's almost a matter of time. Because see, being in the day and age of the internet, mm -hmm. you can't hide. You can't be anonymous. Somebody always finds out. People always get found every day. So it's almost like they start trial and they get locked up. Or they might not make it either way because they definitely ain't in the right city to do things like that and still be able to live to talk about it. Like, it would almost have to be a witness protection situation and they would have to be moved because of the times we're in. And I, I don't think that necessarily still going to help. Just in general, like you look at it nowadays, people all day long say, hey, help me find this person. It's in a matter of hours, days. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I've seen it longer than a week. Folks get found. You shared a post about trying to find something or share something today. What did I see? Harlem no, I said tap it. in if you can make it happen. Basically, my friend had you know what I'm saying, 20 Harlem Gold Trotter tickets in a suite in Nashville with parking passes, you know what I'm saying, for anybody that wanted to take yeah. their family or 20 people so it didn't go to waste. Yeah, and I remember seeing it by the time you shared it. I saw it, like, as soon as you shared it. And it was, I remember seeing it, it said four minutes ago, Fred shared it. And that comment, and the original post had already been edited to say, like, I ain't got no more tickets. So it was like, hey! Like, you know what I mean? But that's, I mean, I'm sure he didn't move the tickets in the four minutes. I'm sure that maybe no, he had there was one other people left. that shared it. And he, yeah, he yeah. had actually made a post the day before, but he made a second post. I thought right. the day before, because there was somebody that said they was in Nashville. And he like hit my inbox. You know what I'm saying? Then I seen a post today that said, hey, I got 20 tickets plus parking passes in a suite. I don't want it to go to waste. 
So a couple people shared it. I shared it because he said it was at seven o'clock today. I was going to a game, so I knew I could. I would have listen if I ain't had no game today. My whole family would have won the team. Get in the car. <laughs> what? Why not? What's you know what I'm saying? What, like, two hours, three hours from you? Two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? We leave at five o'clock. You know what I mean? And we there in no time. You know what I mean? It ain't five o'clock, but we could have left at noon or whatever and kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Right. For part of the day, eight, whatever. But exactly. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jack in the Box, whatever. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we're in a whole different age and, and era to where that I don't know, being, especially being in Memphis, I don't know if that's going to go over well. I could yeah. be wrong. I don't have the confidence that know. it would ever actually happen. But I'm With absolutely them being wanna... killed or something. Did I get lost? I thought you were talking about uh getting the defund the police movement happening. Yeah, but I said now I said we we said that, but I said also that they didn't put themselves in jeopardy, you know what I'm saying? Their families in jeopardy, like it's pretty much go to jail or if you stick around, it, it might not end well. And even if you do get, you know, witness protection removed, oh, the, do your family, you know what I'm saying, get to live there with no no issues or consequences behind your actions? In a city like Memphis? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? soon as you, you get to defunding, trying to say defund the police and whichever message you do get to be conveyed to it, if anything happens, it's going to defeat that whole purpose too. Because on the back end, you're going to say, well, this is why we need it. Well, but that's where the organization piece comes into it. So, like, the whole idea behind, from what I was looking at, so, like, there was this one, I think it was Seattle, maybe it was Portland, it was somewhere out west. It was somewhere in the, in the PNW. Um, but I remember when they had it on there, the defunding the police, it was going to be uh, abolishing uh, the entire idea of a police force, the police department, and establishing a Department of Public Safety. And it would still have... a version of police officers, something that would be totally different, not totally different, but different from what we have. But then like, there would be other alternatives, like mental health advisors and, and things of that nature into it. It wouldn't just be like a bunch of people with, with guns that quite frankly may not have the emotional uh, capacity to, to handle the stresses of that job. That was another thing somebody was talking about too, is that like um I saw this somewhere. Um someone was saying that like, you know, a twelve week boot camp, so to speak, to be a police officer is probably not enough. Like there probably needs to be a two year uh it probably needs to be a two year college degree with uh you know, some additional type of trainings and things of that nature. Not just the physical aspects of getting out there, but Go ahead. I mean, that's too easily combated, and it, it'll probably never happen to that nature. When, when you say it's too easily combated, what do you mean? 
because when you can train, you know what I'm saying, people that protect this nation in six weeks to, I think at the longest at one point, it may have been what, three months? How in the world do you flip that people to protect, you know what I'm saying, the streets and the neighborhood to have to take way longer or more, you know what I'm saying, training or or have higher degree or standard than the people that protect this nation i would say that the answer would be that the training is different because the people that are going to protect the nation are essentially going to fight a war against other people that know how to fight a war police officers are covering the streets and they're dealing with way too much in the streets. Like uh, you, the, you the, the the drunk wino is not is not a Russian can, soldier. You can say that, but when you don't like, and I don't know how much you know about, you know what I'm saying, being deployed and what these people go through and what they deal with, but you can say that when you don't have any inside or inside knowledge to that. But when you are standing in the middle of a field being shot at and told you cannot fire back and bullets is literally passing you and possibly hitting people next to you and you have to stand still and be shot at, when you got you know what I'm saying, uh, insurgent running at you strapped with a bomb, you know what I'm saying, off of eating a rice cocaine ball with no care. And you want to compare them to a drunk wino? When you got dead bodies that is used as booby traps and you thinking, oh, I'm going to just grab this dog tag of one of the fellow dead soldiers that came before me and it blow your whole platoon up because they were strapped with, with, you know what I'm saying, a landmine under it. How do you compare that and say it's not the same? But you telling me these people are being trained to fight this in six weeks to three months, and you want two years to a four-year degree? There's no way you're going to combat that. These, and these same people, now you're telling that come home. Yeah, they're going to come home and they're going to have experience, but with no degree, these same people usually come into the same field to continue working. And now you're telling them they're unqualified after they protect your nation. So then it's a solution that maybe our veterans need more too before they go out and have to deal with all of that? You can say that, but that's probably a different discussion. No, it definitely is, but there's you can almost say there's nobody across the nation that's doing that. Especially when you got places and don't quote me on the exact place, but if I'm not mistaken, either like China or Korea, but maybe even Germany, I don't know. But when you graduate high school, you have to do two years in the military before you can go work or do anything else. Like, you don't have a choice as a man. As soon as you graduate, you are enlisted and shipped off into the military for two years. 
before you can pick whether you're going to stay in the military or you're going to come back home and work just a regular civilian job like we do today. And that's across the nation. Nobody's training that long. I seen a video also that came across my news feed of police officers in another country because, you know, we're one of, I think, two that can own firearms. They got an angry dude with a knife and they hit him with pepper spray and a baton to, you know what I'm saying, defuse the situation. And they ain't overly abusing or nothing. Dude running at them with it, they hitting them. Bye -bye. Back up. Bye. Back up. All right. I said, stops. Bye. Like, and, and they like just chilling, like ain't even stressed about the situation. This man was unarmed. And they beat him like he was he had a knife or something. But you mad? He took you on a run. Most of y'all trained to run over a mile because the average person can't run a mile, so they get tired. And so over the long haul, you catch them, you know what I'm saying, in their endurance factor because they can't stand up to, you know what I'm saying, run a mile. That's why police officers got to be able to run a mile in a certain time and be able to keep that so that they stay in shape. So that way, if they ever get on a foot pursuit, a, a police officer is not trying to hawk you down. They're just trying to outlast you. Stay on your chair long enough to see you so when you get tired, they come get you. I'm lost on how we got there. Basically, because you were saying that, like, maybe we needed, like, I don't know, two or four years or something. I'm like, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? With the officers and then, I mean, with the uh, military being trained at this, you know what I'm saying, level, and you want them to have more training. And I said, they come back down after they leave the military to this. And then after I said that, I went into <clears throat> the fact that, uh, you know, other countries and their training and how I seen, you know what I'm saying, other countries and what they do with, you know, people with knives and whatever. And I'm like, I brought it back to, you know what I'm saying, his situation of, you know what I'm saying, like, how would you beat them, beat him to that point, and he wasn't even armed with a knife or anything, all uh, because, what, he took you on a run because you assumed you was drunk or whatever? So okay. That, that caught you up, but. <laughs> so. You know, this is uh there's gonna be there's gonna be major calls for change. Um what those calls are specifically, I don't know. I think that we're gonna hear a lot more defund the police, you know, abolish the police, all of that. Um the other thing that stood out to me was it was quick to 
there's no, I don't think there's a good way I can say this. Um, when the black officers messed up, justice was swift. They got fired, got charged, everything. But it wasn't until like like I'm remembering the the George Floyd thing. It wasn't until, well, okay. Yeah, I was about to say you you. It, neither death is right, and and I'm not gonna say that either death was worse than the other because they both ended in death. But you got a what a knee on the neck, you know. Well. What I was going to say is, is that it wasn't until the protest, like multiple days of protesting and outrage, that, um, well, number one, um, I can't forget Derek Chauvin, that he was placed on leave and then eventually indicted or arrested or whatever it was. Um, but I'm also now remembering that we learned about George Floyd's murder the day after it happened. We saw that video. Whereas with uh, Tyree Nichols, this happened uh, on January 7th. So um, I don't know that I can necessarily say make the comparison that I wanted to make with Derek Chauvin. But in general, you see a paid leave and then you see a, an investigation and then you know some months go by and then there's no charges uh almost always and then something else happens and you forget about the last situation you know when these black officers messed up they were fired, not placed on paid leave, not placed on administrative leave, none of that. They were fired and indicted all before the video came out and was made public. Well, I mean, the situations was a little different, you know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, I'm not trying to change the fact that, you know, either person deaf is, you know what I'm saying, not as significant as the other, but in the way, in the manner, you know what I'm saying, that they died, you know what I mean, it was different. Like, you can look at both videos. Well, again, remember, I'm making a general comparison to in, white in officers gen in general. In, in white officer and black officer situations where a, a black person has died. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but you could look at it and say, if you have common sense, you can say, okay, they was dead ass wrong. They should be trained better to know better, you know what I'm saying, to do. But there is a situation in, in there that you can say, okay, I see how it got here. You know what I'm saying? That, that there to where when they get put on leave, it's because nine times out of ten, that that the police department or station or however you want to call it, they've already consulted with their attorneys, you know what I'm saying, and, and their higher-ups. 
they're pretty sure when they go to trial on about where it's going to fare at. There's no way you're going to look at that video of the black on black situation and say, okay, you might have a chance to beat this case or what? No. You look at that and be like, oh, yeah, y'all going to jail. Ain't no way around it. We can't save you. Ain't nothing we can do. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the task force, like, hey, this, there's nothing a part of this that is trained behavior. You know, when you look at Castell, you know, uh, he reached Officer Drew. But from the reach, and he did have a firearm. He, he stated he had one or whatever, but by the way you reach, officer had the right to Drew in that situation. Especially with me being a, a carry concealed weapon permit holder, at, you know what I'm saying, at once upon a time. I'm known that when I, when I say, hey, I have a firearm, not only do I ask... Hold on. I, we didn't see video. Of Philando and the way he reached Philando Castile. We did not we did not see video. We saw the video of the aftermath of when he got shot. Listen, what I'm telling you, let me finish. As but you said the way he reached. Listen, as a carry concealed holder, when you say you have a firearm and you need to get your wallet or whatever ID, you then wait to be instructed on how to. You don't say, hey, I'm a carry concealed holder, my ID in my back pocket, I'm gonna grab it and go reach for it. You don't, you don't have that right no more once you get that card because you're taught and instructed on what and what, how you're supposed to do when you need to get your card. And that's why most instructors tell you, hey, if you have to, Put it in your visor, in the slot of the of your, your top of your roof right there, somewhere accessible that's still visible for the officer. You are not allowed to take your seatbelt off until instructed and instructed on how to. You lose a lot of rights when you get those privileges. And you are taught how to act in those manners. For instance, when you get pulled over, your head should be out the window until they even get up on the car. And your best bet is to stick your head out and say, excuse me, I want to let you know before you get to the back of my car that I am a carry, you know what I'm saying, concealed holder, and I have a weapon in this car. And keep your hands out the window until they get up on the car and then do as instructed. You don't have the right to sit in the car and act like a normal civilian and then once talk to say what's going on. I'm I'm I I've had my license. I know. The only reason I still don't have a license because I didn't like the fact that Kentucky wanted to tax me. And I was still, everything was legit in their reciprocal state as long as I have Ohio driver's license. So I didn't want to pay them their money. And now we're constitutional, so I don't have to pay them their money. And I can carry concealed all I want. 
but being a constitutional state that's going to put people in a situation because they think they can just carry now concealed but they haven't been taught on how to be and what to do when they're pulled over we're getting so far off topic i mean we're not getting off topic but what i'm telling you is just it's because you tried to you know say interject with what i was saying i'm telling you when you look at these situations you know what i'm saying george floyd and you know what I'm saying only one who i probably would say out of any of it you know what i mean like there's nothing where they should have got a leave of absence or what have you you know what i mean like there should have been no leeway where you could say hey there's a chance you could beat this case you know and i was right here in louisville with brianna taylor But nine times out of 10, when you look at these cases and situations, they're far different from this one. Like that there literally just looked like, like they just literally just jumped dog after a, a party. See, but you're saying nine times out of 10, it doesn't look like this, but I would say nine times out of 10, we don't have video evidence like this to have a sky cam and body cam evidence at the same time. I can't think of a situation where that's happened. I mean, you know, you don't got sky cam. It's usually it's usually a cell phone video, and it's usually more often than not aftermath. You can say more often than not aftermath, but it's it's not. Yeah, that might be what they share after they clean the video up. I guess you can say. But nine times out of ten, we're not getting just aftermath. And, and if we're getting just aftermath video, we got, you know, saying conclusive facts that, you know, saying prove, you know, saying up to the aftermath that this is what was happening. Whether it's another person, you know, saying eyewitness, what have you, you know what I mean? It's it's just as much as sky cam and body cam. And then the thing you gotta think of too, just because you got body cam. I didn't watch many officers turn their shit off and back on. So you you can't say that it was just aftermath because here's the other part to it. Why is it all we got is him getting snatched out the vehicle then if you want to say, and then next thing you know, we're back to on the ground, you know what I'm saying, him getting, you know what I'm saying, beaten. Like I, I, I found one people, I mean, one video where they was chasing him for a little bit, but it was still in choppy segments of him getting pulled out the car, officer chasing, you know what I mean? The next thing you know, boom, they got him on the ground. It's five deep. Well, it was only one officer at first. How we get to five deep after this officer was chasing and calling for backup and he's already on the ground. So even though we got this, they, and they say there's 67 minutes of video. I, I've literally looked and searched for the 67 minute video and haven't found it. And anything yeah, I've else always you seen that has been edited. Eight minute. Yeah, I've that's always seen what I'm saying. Video. I mean, but they've made I'm, it clear that there is a 60, over 60 something minute video. Yeah, I don't know that that's what was actually released though. 
Um, because after six, they didn't they didn't beat the hell out of them for sixty seven minutes. So it was a lot that happened in sixty seven. No, they didn't. I mean, there's a lot that happened, but like, but what I'm saying is, I'm getting to the point that you made that you said, well, all we have is aftermath. Well, if there's sixty seven minutes, why can't we see the full? Why do we have to have the redacted version? No, what I said was that there's usually aftermath in these situations. Situations like Philando Castile, like we didn't see him being shot. We saw his girlfriend. Um, there was a video of him being shot, bro. Not Philando Castile. And then he, who's the one that got shot in the car with his girlfriend? I think it was a kid in the back seat. That's Philando Castile. But I seen a video of him getting lit up in the front seat. Mm. No bullshit. Like straight up, the, the I don't officer was sitting right here over the passenger side mirror. You know what I'm saying? On the on the uh, they was on the right side, basically of the highway. Officer was basically at the nose of the other of the, of the hood as as he's walking back up saying whatever he's saying and I don't know if he asked him for his shit or whatnot when he reached that wah, 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 his girl leaning to the side baby in the back like bro yeah I don't remember seeing the video of it I just remember seeing the video of herself on footage when she went live on Facebook nah bro there was a video you know what I'm saying of him getting lit up but my point was is that more often than not, I wasn't saying this situation. I was saying more often than not, we don't get video evidence of everything from beginning to the end. Because more often than not, I mean, it's changing more so over the last. Well, we just haven't had that many. I was going to say we're getting go viral deeper, deeper with years. technology too. You know what I mean? So with these situations, yeah. we're getting more and more access. Like like you were speaking earlier about traffic cam. I mean, we don't, even when we seen them coming in, the, the, the areas was far few in between. Now you get to certain cities and it's like, shit, almost every other traffic light, they got a cam on it, you know what I mean? Or, or definitely major intersections for sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and what people don't know as well, if I'm talking, you know what I'm saying, with officers and, and government officials, there's, and, and I mean, you do know it because I guess if you watch the morning news and it shows your commute, to and from work showing the weather, it lets you know that there's lights and, and cameras on the highway in certain areas as you go through. That's recording right. situations. So depending on where you're at on the highway, a situation can be recorded and, and you never know. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? So I think it's just as we get more and more, you know, into the to the years to come we're going to have more and more footage of things like this because of cameras being placed in, you know, all around door cams, whatnot. Like there's just more footage being caught every day. And I think that that just, you know, if we keep getting more and more footage like this, there's going to be more and more outrage and there's going to be more and more demand for change. The only change we're going to get is if the military policing us. And I don't know if that's what we want either. I mean, when you look at it, who else Who else is going to police after police? If, if we were, let's just say hypothetically we was to 
you know, defund them or remove them or whatever. Who, you know what I mean? Because no matter yeah, I, what, there's going to be bad people in the bunch. Yeah, I don't think that. I think the answer is it's going to be something that's not in place now. Like, obviously, like, like what you're visualizing is, you know, what can we replace it with? And, you know, your first thought was, you know, military. That's something that already exists. It's going to be, if it's going to be an effective replacement, it's going to be something new. Whether it be a Department of Safety or whatever else. And it might vary city to city and state to state. And that might that's have to be the thing. It's probably not going to be the wholesale, like, the United States no longer has police. It's going to be one city council, one city somewhere is going to vote and say, this is what we're doing in this town here. And if it's successful, it'll spread to other t cities that think the same way. And then slowly, but slowly, but surely, you know, we might look 40, 50 years down the road to where it's something new. Um, but it's not going to be a thing like people are going to get mad tomorrow and then on, on Monday, uh, the police are going to say we are no more. And then on Tuesday, it's a whole brand new thing. Like, it's not going to be that. It's going to be a long road, but it's going to be, I think the conversations are going to, are going to start up again right now. Before In fact, I know they are because I'm seeing it. What you're seeing is a, a very, very small percentage of what it needs to be to be a a relatively large conversation that gets to be an algorithm not saying that it ain't gonna be a conversation but i'm just throwing that out there but i also think we're going to eventually run into the problem of what we see now in a lot of situations is it's already hard to get police the numbers isn't there to be able to police the population in the first place. So there's going to have to be something different or something coming. And it may be sooner than what you think because the numbers are lower and lower each year. So once you put that spin on it, and okay. not like they're paid something glorious, as well you're saying that the demand will that the the demand will, will will call for something to change more so than the people yeah will. it that's what usually happens anyway in most things it's always the demand that changes that the sit the out uh well you know man change the output you know what i mean that, that's just what always happens you know what i mean you, you start a business with one or two people out your garage and then a man gets you a small store with five employees to you know saying 10 stores across your city to make you know state to state nationwide global you know what i mean it's it's right. business at the end of the day and i think that's what we're yeah. going to see a lot sooner than we will ever see for people complaining and protesting and doing it for the change I just hope that once the demand calls for the change, the change is able to not only adapt, but to accommodate the demand, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Well, y'all know where to find us. 
socials are in the show notes. Follow Fred, follow me, follow the show. Click on the Patreon inside of the link tree to support our show. Leave us a five-star rating and a review if you feel like we've earned it on your podcast app. And um, we'll see y'all next week. Peace.